Hello and welcome to Maldorma TV. My name is Magnus Alberg, And I'm Tobias Alberg, and this is episode 15. In this video, we're going to talk about our recent trip to India and what we experienced there and why we went there. Yeah, we decided to go to India and we stayed there for three weeks and we visited three main locations. So the first one was Nanital, second one was Rishikesh, then we finished off with uh, Dharamsala. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about basically the first places in Nanital because Nanital is a small village up in the Himalayan mountains where actually a number of saints lived, uh, has lived during the past few hundred years and yeah. we wanted to visit these places. Yeah, and mainly we had an uh, attraction to go visit um, Nimkaroli Baba Ashram, yeah. uh, Kanchidam mainly, yeah. uh, where... Um, which has been made famous by Ramdas and Krishnadas. So we have listened a lot to the, their music, yeah. Krishna's music. We read their books and uh, their lectures. So yeah. naturally, we've been drawn to Nimkaroli Baba for a long time. Yeah, and we wanted to go there. And prior to this journey, both of us felt that we wanted to take our spiritual journey another step, uh, another direction, and, and go to India and, and actually see these places. And also prior to this uh, journey, I had this, I was channeled information during a spiritual experience where one of the messages was that uh, we should go to India and the northern India in particular first. Yeah, and um, we also read the book quite recently, Deva Bhumi by Bhumi or how do you pronounce yeah, it? Deva Bhumi. Or... Yeah, uh, by K.K. Shah. Uh, K.K. being one of uh, Maharaj's closest devotees and also a friend of Krishna's and Ramdas. Yeah. So we had this really yeah, attraction towards this guru called, uh, or this saint called Sombari Baba as well. Yeah. The book is mainly about that saint that lived in the same area. And actually, Nimkarol Baba or Mahadradi actually established his temples on all sides of Sombari Baba. And KK also talked about another saint called Harikan Baba that also lived in the area. So we felt that, well, we want to visit the temples connected to these three saints. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think... Uh for the longest time, at least for us, we have had this, uh, experiences with having experiences with uh, Maharaji, yeah. uh, Nimkaroli Baba. Yeah. Uh, so it felt natural that we also wanted to go there yeah. uh, to, to meet him where he lived, if you will. And after we had decided to go to Nanichal in northern India, uh, some other synchronicities started to come in a quite rapid pace, that pace that pointed towards the Divine Life Society founded by Swami Vivekananda. And I had never heard about him before, but just thing after thing after thing kind of pointed us toward that direction. And the Divine Life Society ashram is located in Rishikesh, which is also up in the Himalayas. Yeah, it was quite funny because we had this... Um, in Anital, we had quite a good idea of what we wanted to do, uh, yeah. which places we wanted to visit. Uh, then we're going to spend one week in Rishikesh. Yeah. And there we didn't really know what to do. I mean, mm -hmm. you have the, yeah. the Swarg Ashram and all that, but nothing really particular that we were attracted to. No. And uh, as you mentioned, there was so many synchronicities towards Divine Life Society. Yeah. Um, I just remember that whenever I opened up my computer, there was something mentioned in the Divine yeah. Life Society or some picture coming up. Yeah. So it was really a lot of synchronicities towards that place. 
Yeah, and then we went last week. Went to Dharamsala, where you know that the Dalai Lama lives there, and uh, Tibetan Buddhism has the the Indian center there. So, and I have a, a pretty strong connection to Tibetan Buddhism, so felt like a good place to visit as well. Yeah, so we had a quite good, uh, yeah, good good plan for our journey. Yeah, and uh, we started off in in Nanital, as we mentioned, and. Uh, once we arrived in Nanital, uh, I was just taken aback of how how peaceful and beautiful it was at this place. Uh, yeah. I really liked Nanital as a city. Yeah, and we're going to divide this journey into several episodes. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the area around Nanital and only actually the places connected to Nim Karol Baba Maharaji. Yeah, so Kanchidam and Garaman, yeah. uh, Hanumangar. So I think that Nanital are going to be at least two episodes. Yeah. And then we take Rishikesh and Dharamsala later on. Yeah. And I, I mean, um, it was quite also quite a nice experience because we arrived in, in Delhi. Yeah. Quite a rather crowded place, I would say. It's quite a lot of people yeah, there. 17 million, I think, there lives there. And yeah. we come from a really small city here in Sweden and... 17 million people are, yeah. And India is also yeah. quite chaotic in many ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was nice to head, head over to Nanital, which is a small, beautiful town up in the mountains. Yeah, and uh, I mean, once you once you take the drive and you go from Halvani, uh, it's really, it really spirals its way up to to Kanchi, uh, to Nanital, sorry. Yeah. Um, and once you get there, it's uh, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what we're going to talk about in this episode is our visit to the Kanchidam Ashram, which is uh, the place where Maharaji Nimkarole Baba spent most of his time, I think. Yeah, at, at least, least in the a, later part of his life. Yeah. He stayed a lot of, had a, uh, stayed there a lot. Yeah, and also Hanumangar, which uh, he also spent some time, I think. Yeah. I think you mentioned that he, uh, he spent most of his time there when he was a little bit tired of the westerners and wanted yeah. to get away into yeah yeah solitude or whatever. and i also think it was in hanumangar that ramdas first met uh, maharaji as well all right yeah. yeah but we didn't know much about hanumangar prior to this trip because when you read the books of ramdas and krishnas and hear their talks mostly they talk about kanchidam and most pictures you see are from kanchidam as well so that was the main place we wanted to go to. The only reason why we went to Hanumagar is because it's very close by Nanital. You can walk from the city over there. And we thought, uh, well, well, at least when we're in this area, why not? But none of us really expect, expected that much of it. I thought it was a really small place, but yeah, it was not. But we're yeah. coming to that later on. Yeah, so, I mean, the first the first day in Nanital, we decided to go to Kanchidam right yeah. away. Uh, so we took a taxi over there um, after haggling with quite a few taxi drivers. Yeah. That's usually the way it goes in India. <laughs> yeah. Um, but eventually we got a, got going. And uh, on the way there, I was really mesmerized or taken a foot about how beautiful the Himalayan mountains were. Yeah. Uh, you're driving uh, uh, to Kanchi and... Uh, I mean, just the scenery in itself, the nature around the area, yeah. it's just uh, such a beautiful energy there. It's just, yeah. uh, you can just breathe in the beautiful nature and it's a really peaceful place to be at. Yeah, and also remember that there are a lot of wild monkeys 
yeah. in this area and Nim Karol Baba is associated with the monkey god Hanuman. So you kind of had that connection that yeah this is the the land of Hanuman. Yeah. In a yeah, way at exactly. least I did that connection when when I came there. Yeah, and when we were driving a taxi or on our way to Kanchi, uh we were listening to Om Namo Gurudev the new song by Krishnadas, um, yeah, beautiful a, song about Maharaj. Yeah, it's actually kind of a prayer to his his guru, Ninkaro Baba. Yeah, so we're listening to that, and it was really beautiful, and it really got us in a good mood. And once we started to like come around the corner, you could start seeing Kanchi Dam. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there it is. It's actually yeah. there. It's yeah. really, really there. And once you d- we drove up with the taxi and got out of the car, just, just looking at Kanchi Dam. It felt like wow, it's it's actually there. I'm I'm here right now. It's yeah. it felt unreal, like I was dreaming or something. But so we spent quite a lot of time just standing outside looking at Kanchidam. Yeah, before we went into the the temple, we kind of absorbed the uh, absorbed the environment. Yes, these beautiful mountains and the temple and the ashram are located located in the valley surrounded by these beautiful mountains and it's just yeah. and we were just looking down at it and feeling the energy there beautiful yeah but uh after standing there for quite a time i think even the taxi driver was like aren't you gonna go in and they're like all right soon <laughs> soon soon yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah eventually we, we walked in there and uh what really hit me first and foremost when i w- went into the ashram was yes the the peace that yeah. you felt like the stillness the peace the yeah. serenity uh, instantaneously it hit you once you started walking within the ashram yeah just after a few minutes I think when you're walking in this place you feel this peace growing inside of you and the serenity and it's, it was really beautiful and the first day we were there we went there a second time as well it wasn't that really that much people I think it was two or three other visitors and the people working there and so it was really calm and we had a lot of time to just sit and meditate and things like that and absorb this beautiful environment. And yeah. also I might add that the actual ashram was closed uh, at this time of year. It was in April and it's I think it's spring there then. And it's cl- the yeah. ashram is closed during the winter for visitors. But it, it didn't really matter because the temple itself and that environment is really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, once you get into the temple, the first thing you see on the right is a bunch of statues of deities. Uh, I think it's yeah. Shiva, yeah. Hanuman, I can't remember. I think it was three, four of them. Yeah. Um, really beautiful. So you looked at that first. And then on the right-hand side, that's where the the Maharaji statue is. Yeah. And uh, I just remember looking at it sitting there, just uh, meditating in front of it. And looking at the statue, it felt like the, it was alive. Yeah, I had the same feeling. It's really weird in a way because it felt like it was actually Maharaji in it. And you were just waiting for him to open his eyes or turn your head, his head against you and smile or something. It felt re- kind of surreal in a way, but yeah. really... You can really feel his presence in this area and uh, in this temple. Yeah, and uh, I mean, exactly as you said, I thought that... The, the statue is going to come to alive in any second right now yeah. and just do something. Um, but no, it didn't. Um, but I, I decided that I had this feeling that I wanted to meditate in yeah. front of the, the statue. So I just closed my eyes and 
was surprised of how quite fast I was able to go into the meditative state. And since there was no people there, it was quite easy as to, yeah, sit there for a long time and meditate. And I was meditating and eventually I just heard this voice. Like Mm. it was Maraji saying that, let go, just let go, let go of everything, surrender. And I went into that feeling a little bit and... uh, I talked this. I think I talked about this before in some episodes where, where you're at the threshold and you want to just let go, but you feel like if I let go, I don't know what's gonna happen. If yeah. I go into this energy that's behind this threshold, I'm yeah. not sure I'm gonna survive this. And actually, going to the threshold is a strong experience in itself because you're going deeper and deeper, and you're feeling that you're at the very threshold and if you take one step further you will go into this into god Mm. and you can feel the might of this energy kind of showering you and yeah it's really powerful i mean behind the threshold if you want to speak of it as a threshold but yeah um behind the threshold i mean what you what what is available there what what is there is so powerful it's so beautiful it's so huge huge that's the right word it's it's you feel like if i step into this i'm gonna explode i i can't be able to handle this or die yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly so i i started fight with that and or my yeah my ego really started to um become afraid of losing control of like letting go uh because that's when you let go you let go ever and uh uh, so I was really taken aback, and that really put me out of the experience. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was at this, at this threshold, if you will, and was yeah. just peeking over the threshold to see what's there, and yeah. uh, that was just amazing. Yeah, and I remember when you talked, told me about this experience that you did it at sight, so to speak, and I wasn't really having that kind of experiences during this time i felt the peace the serenity and all of that but when i meditated i really couldn't go that deep as you did and have this kind of strong experience i mean you were actually going almost all the way almost all the way and that's real big i think and yeah and i remember but wow to be as really yeah and i I don't know if i would have let go in that moment i don't know what would happen maybe yeah, but still yeah you know you never know i'll maybe i'll will know one day <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully yeah <laughs> um but so so i was really like taken aback and i was like okay i'm gonna open my eyes and forget about this just mm-hmm. walk around and it was just a such a cool experience to be in this uh, in this temple and seeing the ashram as well yeah. uh walking around and just imagining maraji sitting there and his yeah. uh, devotee sitting right behind, like right next to him. Yeah. Uh, just getting an idea how how it was when he was alive. Yeah. I, I think that was a really cool experience, and you can also see the pictures in the temple. So. Yeah. And I remember thinking that this is the actual place where he was. Mm. You were sitting. I mean, it was he had, he had this wooden bed or bench that he usually sat on and we were sitting next to it and touching it and it, it, yeah it felt surreal in a way yeah it was a really cool experience and uh i think yeah uh, i mean the temple was beautiful yeah. it was a really yeah. nice place 
And uh, but I think after a while, you and Nicholas decided to um, the companion, yeah, the guy we were traveling with, our friend Nicholas, who was yeah. also with us, yeah, uh, the entire journey in in, in India. Yeah. Um, so you and him decided to walk out for a while. Yeah, go outside, and I felt finished uh, after a few hours, and. Yeah. So did Nicholas. So we went outside and you wanted to stay a little bit longer. Yeah. So I decided to stay and I, I walked to the back of the temple and I I kind of just, yeah, whatever. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. I didn't have any expect- expectations at all, but I decided to just sit down and meditate uh, by the end of the temple. I just sat there against the wall and just closed my eyes for a while. Um, just sitting there was... Uh, really going deeper within this feeling of uh, serenity and peace that was in this in this area Mm -hmm. and then i just opened my eyes and like looked around i could see that maharaji was actually everywhere yeah he wasn't really in this just in this in this temple in this ashram Mm -hmm. Uh, i could see like i looked at the mountains i looked at the clouds i looked at the river flowing by and i could like really feel that that's also Maharaji. Yeah. He's also he's in, he's in the entire area. Everything that I'm looking at right now, everything that I perceive with my eyes and my senses, that's Maharaji. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience, and I was just sitting in that and just not expecting anything, like not mm-hmm. going trying to find something or go beyond the threshold. I just yeah relaxed into it, yeah. and then I just I just noticed that that was what really yeah made me go deeper yeah uh, just letting go and just not caring mm. and i was just sitting there really peaceful and going deeper and deeper within that it was also interesting um there was this man an indian man walking by and he has had been at the statue with maraji yeah and he was walking by and he see saw me and then he just like looked at me and i could see what state of being he was in yeah and i could sense that he was also noticing what state of being i was in yeah like we have this real namaste yeah uh like i see the divinity in you and and vice versa yeah 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 and it was a really beautiful experience and it said like ninkaroli baba maharaj or did some prayer and yeah. nodded to me and i like nodded back and it was mm. a really cool experience just to have that that exchange with him as yeah. well um so yeah just feeling like i was sitting there just being absorbed by by maharaji in that yeah. moment so but afterwards uh, we decided to leave uh i think we all actually stayed until they closed the temple yeah. at yeah. six o'clock yeah uh, so we also stayed for the the closing ceremony, yeah. which uh, was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, it was a good experience, but nothing particular happened. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it was a really good day. I think yeah, it, it was, was beautiful. Beautiful, day. and it was a good start of a wonderful journey. I think. Yeah, and I think it was the next day, the yeah. second day, where we decided to go to Hanumangar. Yeah, and as I said before, we didn't really had any expectation of this place. I thought it would be small and one of the smaller temples dedicated to Maharaji. But it was close by, so we thought, well, we just take a walk over there and, and see what it's like. Yeah, and for looking at it from the outside, I thought, it well, it might be one or two rooms, yeah, small it temple. Look like much yeah, exactly. So it uh, was really taken by surprise once you got in there. Yeah, the first thing that meets you are this huge statue of Hanuman that's really mighty and powerful. And then you, when you walk... 
into the temple. It's really big and it's really beautiful. I mean, yeah, you're stunningly on, beautiful. Yeah, you're on top of this mountain and uh, the view is beautiful. The surroundings beautiful. There's nature all around. Like yeah. really, really beautiful temple. Yeah, and it's much larger than you think because when you walk in, you just see a part of it. And that's just the first room. And then you, there's a lot of rooms behind. And then you walk outside over this, you know, walkway outside. And you come to another part that's outside that's really beautiful. And we fell in love with this place immediately. And yeah, um, and I actually thought that this is, in a way, more beautiful and had a be- nicer atmosphere than Kanshidan. Yeah, in a I way. agree. So I was just blown away and felt like, what? Why have I never heard about this? Uh, everyone is talking about Kanshidan, but this place is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. I mean, it was so peaceful. Yes, the same feeling of like peace and serenity. Yeah. And also, I forgot to mention that when during the meditation, but what, what I felt there also was that I didn't have a single care in the world. Yeah. Like I could have stayed there forever. Yeah, you just and, want to walk around and yeah. be... Yeah, and you're just happy in that moment. You just walk around and just uh, look at the statues, look yeah. at the paintings, and yeah. you just feel so peaceful. You feel so happy, and everything is just divine. And you, at this place, you had the same feeling as it, as in Kanshidam. You feel this inner peace just yeah. coming immediately when you step inside, and it just absorbs you, and just you just walk around and feel really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically um, like the worries back home or anything at all like all gone it's just you're just there it's you the- don't want to leave and inside the temple they have this beautiful room which is the crown jewel i think in yeah. this temple it's it's a room dedicated to maharaji it's a beautiful carpet and on the walls are pictures of maharaji and then in the front are this uh, Maharaji Murti, the statue of uh, of uh, Ninkarul Baba. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and a beautiful room, as you said. I mean, yeah. it's a really nice energy in that room. Yeah, like the vibrations and everything you feel when you go into a room. Yeah, and actually uh, the room was closed. Yeah, yeah. But this ta- temple caretaker, we asked him if he could go inside and he opened up the, the gate for us and let us in. And he also, also said that if you like, you can sing some kirtan because there were some instruments in there, and and we did eventually. Yeah, we we started out by us sitting there meditating. Then I think it was actually you who started to sing the Om Namo Gurudev, the, the same song. Uh, yeah, the, the Maharaji um, prayer that Krishna's yeah. recently made. That's going to be on his new album. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful song, so yeah. check it out. But uh, we you started singing that, and I asked, I went along with it. I, we yeah. sang together to. And it was a cool experience because it was one of the first time where it felt like I was genuinely 100% singing to Maharaji. Like, oh, yeah, because was this for, was for him. You were not at home. You were actually in his temple the way he used to stay. And the statue was right in front of you. It was like he's sitting there and you were worshipping him and honoring him with this prayer and this song yeah. directly to him. And it was beautiful. And I remember the feelings of love that just bubbled up inside me was so amazing and yeah it's a powerful experience to sit yeah. in that room and we sat there for quite a while singing yeah, yeah it was just uh, i think that was the what i really take with me from from that yeah. um, visit to that temple yeah. uh, just sitting in that room and singing to him that 
that was just really special. Um, then we walked by the side of the. If you go out of the temple, you can continue walking a little bit. Yeah, yeah right we next saw to that it. there was this kind of uh, track going up the hill outside of the temple, yeah. and we were actually going just going up and see what was there, and we came across another temple, another mm-hmm. ashram that was not. And in Karababa Yeah. Yeah, we came across this um this small temple, if you will. Uh yeah, I think it was Ashram as well. There was there yeah. were just living there and spending time there. Yeah, so we was yeah, walking around trying to figure out where we were, uh, what yeah. this this place was. Yeah. And this man came up to us and we asked him who who did this place belong to and they, they mentioned a uh, um I'm not I don't know too much about him, but yeah. his name was uh, Swami uh, Lila Shah, yeah. I think, was his name, yeah. and uh, he had practiced uh, for a very long time in this very room that we were allowed into. Yeah, uh, I think he had did his spiritual practice there for yeah, twenty, yeah. thirty years, or quite a long time. Yeah, and he became enlightened, self-realized eventually, and yeah. this was his devotees taking care of the, the ashram. Yeah. So we were able to sit in there and meditate for a while, and it was also a yeah, was nice like experience. This nice surprise to find another saint uh, not as well known or perhaps not as big as Maharaji but still uh, a, a pleasant surprise and ha- to have his darshan if you like as well yeah for sure and uh, the caretakers of the ashram seemed really surprised to see three westerners come up there I don't think it happens that often <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, for sure and I think actually the main reason why we wanted to go up there was that we wanted to look for for a cave of Sombari Baba. Yeah, because when Maharaji came to Nanital and the area, he asked for where Sombari Baba had stayed, this old saint that we're going to talk about in the next episode. And he built his temples on old sites of Sombari Baba. And we yeah. knew that there was a cave where Sombari Baba lived close to Hanumangar, but we didn't actually find it. So that's why we were going up the mountain yeah. in search for that. And yeah, unfortunately we didn't find it, but yeah. who knows? Maybe there was someone sitting there having his uh, sadhana, so yeah. perhaps we shouldn't they interrupt didn't, it. They, we asked for it, but they kind of, they didn't want us to go there. It was quite yeah. clear. It it felt like they really knew that what we were looking for, but they didn't want us to go there. Yeah. That was, that's what's my, my feeling at least. Yeah. And we respected that. Yeah, of course. And uh, so it was a beautiful day in in Hanumagar. And yeah. uh, but we both of us had a really uh, strong intuitive feeling that we needed to oh, go first. First, first, yeah. first. Sorry. There's one more thing about Hanumagar I want to mention. Yeah, sure. During the evening, we could see fireworks oh, yeah, yeah. going. They were shooting fireworks during the evening from Hanumagar, and we were thinking, "What is happening at Hanumagar? Why are they shooting fireworks?" And then you noticed that it was Ramdas's birthday. Yeah. And that felt like this beautiful synchronicity that when we went to Hanumangar and Kanshidam as well for that matter, because we know about these places because of Ramdas. I mean, he's the one who made Maharajin famous in the Western world and also actually famous in India because Maharaji wasn't that very well known in India as well. Yeah. Yeah. and it was his birthday and it felt like you know the circle was coming around we we had the possibility the possibility to honor Ramdas on his birthday in Hanumangar 
the place where he first met Maharaj. It was just yeah. like... It was beautiful. Yeah, it was meant to happen. And yeah. and you could really see how much they honor Ramdas over there. I mean, he was he is one of the greatest devotees and most well-known devotees of Maharaji. Mm. And they really honor Ramdas over there. Yeah, and what's interesting is it's been such a long time since he was with Maharaji. Yeah. So such a long time since he was in Nanital and Kanchi and all that. But still they remember him and they honor yeah. him on his birthday. And it's, yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. It just shows you how much influence uh, Ramdas has had on yeah. so many people, including us, which we are so grateful yeah. for. So it felt when we were sitting at a, uh, outside on a balcony at our hotel and saw these fireworks and it just felt, I, I, I felt this huge gratitude from Das. Yeah. So it felt it was beautiful. Yeah. It so, was. Yeah. So yeah. back to the story. Yeah, so we're um we on the next few days after Hanumangar we yeah. traveled to a few other locations including yeah. Padampur and Kakrigat. Yeah, the um, Sombar Baba has two uh, had two ashrams when he lived, one in yeah. Padampur and one in Kakrigat. And also in Kakrigat at the same place is another Nimkarol Baba temple. Yeah. Because Kanchi Dam are the caretakers of one of Sambara Baba's ashrams in Kakrigat. Yeah. And next to that is also um, Swami Vivekanda ashram as well. So we visited, visited these places in the next upcoming days. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about those ex- what we felt there and what we experienced on those locations uh, in an upcoming episode. Yeah. But while we want to mention this is because when we went back from Kakrigat, uh, one of the ashrams of Sombara Baba, uh, we felt that we needed to visit Kanchidam one more time. Yeah, and not only felt, it was a really strong intuitive feeling that I had to return to Kanchidam one more time before we headed over to Rishikesh. And I think we we're only going to stay one more day uh, in this area and... Yep. The, the, this feeling, I even the first after first day, I felt well. We probably we should go back one more time, but yeah. this feeling just grew stronger and stronger, and we have to go back, mm. basically. Yeah, so we ended up going there, and yeah. I think what happened for for you at least, uh, especially, was uh, a really amazing experience. Yeah, it was in a way one of the biggest moments in my life. Well. In in one way, from one perspective at least, yeah, because yeah. It, I had a huge experience uh, that I value very highly. Uh, what happened was that we came back to Kanchidam, and this time there was a lot of visitors there, so a lot, a lot more people than the first day, and also they had opened up a few more places in the in the temple, the room where Maharaja used to sleep, and also. Behind that room is this cave where I think Sumbara Baba lived as well. Mm. Um, but anyway, we were sitting, so we had the opportunity to meditate inside the room where Maharaja used to live. But the experience that I had happened when I meditated in front of the Maharaja statue. So I was sitting, meditating in front of that statue together with a bunch of other people, Indian people that I didn't know. But it, I feel I felt really beautiful to sit there with people from another country. We don't know each other, but we are sharing the same love for this man. Mm. And it felt so beautiful. I mean, yeah, that's, that in itself is, I think, is a really beautiful yeah. experience. Yes, that what Maharaj has been able to do, just bring people from the West, from the East, and just connect them yeah. and just share this love for 
for yeah. him basically yeah, yeah. yeah and it kind of all the cultural barriers are crossed because of this beautiful man so i was sitting there meditating and after a while i stopped meditating and i opened my eyes and i started to chant instead sing the uh, om namo uh, what's it called gurudev om namo gurudev the the krishna das uh, prayer to ninkara baba so i started to sing that again the same song that we sang in hanumangar and when i started to sing that something started started to happen the first thing that happened was that I could really feel how my heart was opening up to to the love from Maharaji. And I started to cry. Uh, not a sad kind of crying, but the cry of, you know, overwhelming feelings of love. So that was the first, first, thing, first thing that happened. And then I started to giggle. And I couldn't control myself. I started to giggle and I felt so happy. So I stopped singing and stood up and walked around this area, this temple. And... I realized that I had slided into a really high state of being. I was feeling like high, uh, like intoxicated on on God, on Maharaji. And you and I have tried psychedelics and had really powerful experiences on psychedelics. And this was exactly like one of those experiences, but without any psychedelics. So for me, yeah. that was huge because I had never had a, an experience sober this strong before. So yeah. this was a game changer for me to see that I was able to go into these states of being without the help of psychedelics. Yeah, and it really, really shows you also that it is possible. It's all within you. Yeah. You don't need it actually, but... no. Uh, you can find it within yourself as well. Yeah. Uh, if you just l- let it come through. And I was extremely happy and very here and now at at that moment and i also knew intuitively that this was the reason why i had to come back because this was going to happen and when i had that had this experience i felt well now i'm now i'm I'm ready to leave i don't need to be here anymore but also i can mention that it was not only the feelings of i felt like a power plant i mean the energies were so strong inside me but also the visuals changed like they do during psychedelics everything looked divine and the colors were popping and all of that stuff it's really wonderful yeah and uh, as for me uh, i mean i also had this feeling of wanting to go back there and so i went yeah. in i paid my respects to maraji uh, like saying thank you so much for yeah. for these experiences and everything you've given us and uh yeah thank you and goodbye yeah. pretty much um and didn't really have any experience to yeah. talk about so so i decided to leave quite early on and i was uh went outside and i was, came a, a few guys uh indian guys asking was really curious why i was there yeah. and how i heard of maharaj and so forth so i was talking to them and uh after a while i got get this like knock on my shoulder and i look around and there's you standing yeah. there i could s- feel the energy just pouring out of you yeah like also almost hit the back a little bit because yeah. i felt like the energy and i was also a little bit thrown into it myself yeah. for a small period of second there yeah it was so strong it was yeah amazing basically yeah. and also when i was down at temple and this state of being i was in this state of being i well i talked to nicholas the, our friend and i could see that he was also in a similar state of being 
and he could also see that I was in it. So we decided to to go out because, I, as I said, I felt that this was the reason I was going back here. And now when this has happened, I had no reason to stay. So yeah. while I was walking out, I met this Indian man that was going walking towards the temple. He was going inside. And immediately when he saw me, he, you know, his face just, he had this big smile and when he saw me and nodded to me and I also smiled because I could see that he could see what kind of state I was in and I yeah. could see that he was in the very same state hmm. and I knew that he knew yeah. and he knew that I knew and it was this as you said namaste moment when we could see the divine in ourselves and th- this is very interesting because when you are in this kind of state of being you can see who are there and who are not and this man was definitely in that state of being yeah. And he could see, and he was very glad to see that I was there as well. That was a cool experience. Yeah. I imagine. Um, So I think that was what happened in Kanshidam. Yeah. Um, Yeah, after that, we we just had it home and had a good night's sleep. And uh, the next days, we decided to go to Parampur and Kakrakat. Yeah. So I think we're going to cover that in the next episode. Yeah, and I think this experience also, it only lasted for about 34 minutes. So it's kind of faded off during the taxi journey back home, home to the hotel. But I was really stoked. And yeah. we had one day left during this journey. And that there I also had a strong experience. But that will be in... First, we'll take the next episode will be about some Barbaba ashrams. Yeah, I just want to mention quickly, when you... I remember that I got a little bit jealous when you had this experience yeah. because I had this like feeling, strong intuitive feeling to go back there as well. Yeah. And nothing happened to me, but it happened for you. And I was like, yeah, what the, what the hell, man? Yeah. Why, why did he get it and uh, didn't I get this cool experience? Um, so at first I was uh, jealous about yeah. it, but then I realized that what, what I needed to learn and what it showed me was that, um, I mean, this was you had a great experience and yeah. you're sitting there and I should be thankful for that, that yeah. you had a good experience. So uh, once I shifted my focus and just realized what what I was supposed to learn yeah. during that experience, it's yeah. like, ah, yeah, it's, but it's I should be thankful. Because the first day we were there and you had your strong experience and I didn't yeah. have none. I felt also a little bit jealous when we were talking about it. And, but I also shifted after a while. I realized, well, he has his journey and I have my journey and we're doing it in different ways. And yeah. It's just the way it is. And yeah, but it's, uh, things happen. You have an ego and it will yeah, react for from, sure. And it's, and I think yeah, those, 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 I mean, that less, those kind of lessons are perhaps even more important than being in walking around in bliss because you, yeah. when you're in the bliss, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's when you're in your ego, that's when you need, really need to like take, uh, be, uh, be conscious about what happens yeah, and see exactly. like ah there my yeah. ego goes again yeah so you can so shift. You catch it yeah um yeah but i think that's it for this episode yeah um like next episode i think we're going to talk about sombari baba and kakrugat and padampuri yeah and that will and those are two beautiful places so don't miss the next episode all right so thank you for watching thank you